Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. Content, content, content. We've heard this for years. Content is king. The question then becomes, what kind of content? Over the years, I've thought very differently about this. Where I've landed on this topic is find your zone of genius. Shout out to my mindset coach, Hillary. This firmly applies to content creation. If you aren't a fan of writing, then blogging probably isn't for you. If you don't have the skill sets to use Photoshop, creating graphics probably isn't for you. Well, for me personally, I'm not a fan of the written word. I much prefer people and interviewing them. Probably why I started a podcast. So on today's episode of Growth Hack, we talk about a form of content that I'm a big fan of, live shows. We bring in Joseph Jaffe to talk shows. Joseph is an author and entrepreneur. As a consultant and thought leader in marketing and innovation space, he has worked with countless Fortune 500 companies as well as startups. As a speaker, Joseph delivers a brilliant high-impact message with innovative and practical advice for movement towards growth. Welcome, Joseph. Wow, thank you. You 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 like me. You really, really like wait a second. The air horn. It's not a Vuvuzela from South Africa. It's an air horn. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. You're you're a talk show host. I felt that I needed to step up my game and up my live show game. Um, that's not technically live. So thank you for for coming on the show. You, you delivered, and I'm just noticing that all this wonderful lighting in my background is, extenua- is extenuating my uh, gray hairs as well. So we'll we'll have to fix that in post production. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get right into it. What should a company know before starting a live show? Yeah, well, so first of all, they need to think about making sure that the show is live. You know, I mean, this is the streaming era and companies are so nervous about it. They're nervous about live. They want everything to be canned and everything to be overproduced. So they need to just get comfortable and let go and, and, and embrace the power of live because live means comments. And live means humanity. Uh, and live just means joy of being able to say, hey, wait a second, that's my name or, or that's my comment or, hey, I'm on the show, etc." The other thing, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about it as well, is I got this advice early on in the process and it stuck with me, which is if you're going to do something like this, if you're going to start a show, you need to commit to it for two years, otherwise stop right now. Now, that probably is making every corporate brand afraid, but it shouldn't. It should liberate them because we are so hard on ourselves. We're so unforgiving. You know, this is a journey. You know, this is a process. This is the long game. And just can you imagine how much momentum and how much you're going to achieve just by staying the course and planning out a two-year roadmap? You know, Joseph, I'm I'm going to 100% agree with you. Because we're recording, I think this is episode 32 of my show. So that's technically 32 weeks because I've recorded one show per week. And I can tell you that um, the first 15 episodes, man, it was a struggle. It was really, really trying to figure out your processes, trying to figure out how to make this efficient, trying to how to scale it. But what I've been able to do in the last 15 episodes is perfect the show better. So we realized that we didn't need to record 
45 minute episodes, we realized that we could get these episodes down to 15 minutes and even and sometimes even 10 to 11 minutes. And we found that those were really good bites that people really wanted to listen to. So I, I, I agree with you. You need to, you need to be on the course for the long haul. You can't think this is a short-term solution. Look, I, I love everything you said as well. And I, and I always remind people that, you know, Joe Rogan, when he, when he sold his show or, you know, to Spotify, um, he'd done about 1500 episodes. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to the fact that, uh, that, uh, for, for people that don't know, I, I, I've had a crazy year. I've had open heart surgery and I ended up back in hospital for a second surgery. I got an infection and I took a two month break and I came back this week and, uh, and I was rusty and I made a few mistakes, but I changed a few things. I had technical issues yesterday. And what you realize is, is that it's a work in progress, but you're always, always learning. So some things, you know, my advice to people is think about this in a very simple two-pronged approach, fixed and variable. There are some things that will never, ever change that are, you know, immutatable, that are immovable. And then there's the variability of testing and learning and changing things up. And there's a joy associated from mixing it up and combining that with, with you know, th what is foundational. And that's where you're going to find your, your happy place, your sweet spot. If you're going to go into this idea of starting a, any kind of show, whether it's a live show, whether a show like mine where we record and then we go uh, publish live, um, it, it, it's a two-year process. So the next step that I would think is like, who in my mind, who's the host? Who in the company should be the host? You know, there, there, there are two answers to that. Um, first of all, um, I, I would, you know, I would be... Uh, remiss if I didn't say, look, charity begins at home. Look inside your company. You know, maybe even make a reality show or a talent competition. There is going to be someone who's already doing this kind of thing in your company. Find them, you know, uh, incentivize them, welcome them, embrace them, incentivize them by compensating them as well. So you'll probably find that star embedded in your company. But at the same time, don't be afraid to look outside to the creator economy. We are, are, we're living in this beautiful time where all of these creators are coming out, all of these hosts. You're a host, I'm a host. There are people out there that are looking for these kinds of gigs as well. When I recorded my show, when I started my show, full, full transparency, I actually recorded 12 episodes and I threw them all in the trash and I restarted all over again. And Partially it was awareness, partially it was not knowing what I was doing, but I felt like if I would have planned a little bit and I strategized around a show uh, a little bit, I could have saved myself all that headache, all those times that I wasted with all these guests. What do you think would be important to consider in the planning and the strategizing for a live show? Nothing is a waste. Uh, you know, today, actually, I had Carrie Kirpin on my show today, guest number 272. And I'll actually read to you because I try and take notes. She spoke about this idea of acknowledgement of the miss, which is just a beautiful phrase, which is we all talk about failure and we all talk about learning from failure, etc. But acknowledgement of the miss, being able to actually take the time to recognize what happened and why it happened and almost kind of like embrace it and learn from it um, as well. So. You know, we, we we make, you know, we do what we believe is right at the time. 
But back to what I think I said earlier, which is forgive yourself. You know, forg- forgive yourself and be patient because, you know, look, if I could go back and do it all over again, I, th- there's a lot that I would do uh, differently. Did I need to go seven days a week or five days a week or four days a week? And what you what you realize is you might even be better suited to go once a week. And then, but don't look back in regret and say, all the time I wasted, you know, in those six other shows, because that's all part of the process. I will say one thing, which is, you know, kind of almost um, just like ignorantly, uh, I had some interns working on my show last year, and I kind of just divided them into three buckets, what I called creative uh, production and, and business. And one of the best pieces of advice that I was given, which I haven't actually taken because I don't have the bandwidth, is make sure that you are spending as much time on the business and marketing of the show as you are on the planning and the creative side and the production of the show. Because one hour of content can give you enough content probably for weeks on end, if not months on end, if you transcribe it, if you cut it up into 20 or 25 different video bites and sound bites and stills and and push them out on TikTok and put them on Instagram, you know, and come up with tweets, um, you will not go hungry. This is like catching a giant tuna and you will be able to eat from that fish for days, weeks, maybe even months on end. So remember that as well. Find the balance between those three buckets. So in preparations for a show, let's say we've convinced someone that a live show is right for the business. What are some things that they should consider in the early stages of planning for the show? One of the most important things is always to begin with the end in mind, which is what do you want your audience to feel? What do you want your audience to do? What kind of action do you want them to take? Um, another thing is is modular. Think of it, think of it in modules. You know, with my show, there's an opening soliloquy, and then there's a guest, and then there's a correspondent, and then there's a creator who performs. Um, so being able to, um, what do they say? How, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Which is the ability to, you know, to to create something that's not so big that it's overwhelming, and you start off by creating digestible, workable little tasks, or as I call them, modules. And then you can break them down even further. For example, in my soliloquy, it's three minutes. It's very tight. I didn't want to waffle. And so what I did, something that I don't do very often, I use a teleprompter. Um, And it's actually helped me become even a better writer because every single word is deliberate. And that's how I make sure that I can hit what I need to hit in those three minutes because the soliloquy is my time to shine as the host. But the rest of my show is about my guest, which is why my show is called Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous because very specifically and deliberately, the show is about my guest. Going to the breakdown, can you highlight again what what make what's the makeup of your show? So for me, this show is made up with, uh, you know, and, and it can, again, be made up, uh, broken down even even more deliberately in terms of opening credits, in terms of, you know, what that intro looks like. But for me, it, it's a soliloquy, which is my monologue, just like you would see with Johnny Carson or Jimmy Fallon, etc. Then I have a guest. I have a correspondent, a la The Daily Show, that comes in and talks about things like mental health, crypto, entrepreneurship, philosophy. And then I have a creator that performs. Uh, as well. And that is what's working for me right now. 
here's another power tip uh, for people that are watching. The beauty of these modules is that you can now cut them up based on module. So you can have a playlist of just guest interviews and a playlist of just correspondent vignettes and a playlist of just creator contributions. Uh, and of course, monologues as well. And it's a very easy way to slice, dice, syndicate, distribute, promote. How do you go about thinking about what's right for another business who's doing, who's thinking about doing this? It's a fantastic question. I have been inspired by different personalities that came before me. And what I've done in a way is I've kind of mashed them up, sometimes literally and sometimes just more in, from an inspirational direction standpoint. So the way Bill Maher runs his show, the way Howard Stern does his show, uh, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, I kind of put them all together, you know, and that's why today I would call my show The Daily Show for Business. Um, what Jon Stewart did with politics or political authors, I'm doing with business and marketing authors. What I love about uh, Howard Stern is the long-form uh, interview uh, and the little bits. And what I love about Bill Maher, again, is the same structure, new rules, the guest, a panel, an after show as well. So I've kind of cobbled together something that I think works for me and allows me to achieve my vision, which is to reinvent the talk show in the streaming era. Where would you think about uh, discovery being the best at in terms of a platform? Where where can people really capitalize on discovery today? You know, I mean, being very honest with you, I, I'm still trying to figure it out myself because I am so bandwidth starved. But I would say two things. One, the power of word of mouth. I've always believed in it. You know, bigger than just a, a TikTok or an Instagram or even paid search or paid social is the fact that we live in a network effect, uh, a, a network effect world. We live in a world where it is easy through a WhatsApp group to say, check this out or share this or, or tell five friends. But the basic, the basis of that is in uh, word of mouth. And so um, it's a combination of let, let the AI and the automation and the paid work for you and, and couple that with the virality of people naturally wanting to share and, and even incentivize the refer a friend type of tactic or, or approach uh, as well. Um, but that's what I would say as well. And again, over time, remember, we all look at some of these success stories and we say it's an overnight, they were an overnight success. Yes, an overnight success that took five years in the making. Remember that. Where is your show hosted? So my show is on YouTube. I mean, that is my primary channel. That was advice I was given as well, which is you must have a home for it. Probably what I do need to do, being very honest, is to move that to, to my own website because there's always a danger, as uh, Joe Polizzi would say, of building a house on, on rented land, right, on borrowed land. Um, but you can just look up Joseph Jaffe is not famous or, but, or go to youtube.com slash C for creator slash Joseph Jaffe is not famous, but you'll find me that way. I say it's a show about hope, positivity, and optimism. And if there's time left over, a little bit of marketing. So that, and, and, and I've tried to be true to that because, you know, I've had like the chief marketing officer of Procter & Gamble, Mark Pritchard, but, but it's not about, you know, business, business, sales, sales, like hit him over the head with metrics. It's about actually getting to know Mark and getting to 
learn about him and what makes him tick and and what his philosophy and and vision is and that's how i've built out the show as well as this fusion my litmus test is a crazy one because initially during this time of isolation my two most regular viewers were my mother and my mother-in-law and i figured if they you know if they would be like that tom peters fellow what a delightful chap you know and they would say things like that bald guy seth godin what a wonderful guy if they could watch these people on my show talking about business and marketing and 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 enjoy it and it was as interesting to them being non-business and non-marketers then i thought that i'd done my job and i just want to say one thing as well for people that are watching i believe strongly so strongly that every single brand out there should have their own show and 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 i called it the greatest zoom on earth but what i really meant by that is is what if your next uh workshop or your next training and development course or your next employee onboarding or status meeting what if your next status meeting was a show i think people right now are getting used to the fact whether they like it or not that we are going to live in a hybrid or a virtual type of environment but people are really suffering from zoom fatigue and teams fatigue etc and they're desperate for connection and what we have in this beautiful piece of software or interface is the ability to bring in entertainment and experience to join this idea of education and the and communication when you fuse those four together you can actually you know <laughs> someone leading a meeting can be a host and the next speaker can actually be a guest um and you can do just delightful things like you know like <laughs> like what we've done. I mean, I've done some corporate shows or private shows for companies, and when you do something like that, you just see all of the facade, you know, and the formality melt uh, away. So in a way, there's a story, and then there's a story behind the story. The story is I'm a talk show host. I've pivoted. If you ask me what I do for a living, I will tell you I'm a talk show host. And that is that did not exist before March 2020. But also the story behind the story is how i reinvented myself how i pivoted myself and guess what you can too individually personally professionally and even your brand so how does someone access your show where do they go so they can actually go to if they really really want to do me a solid they can go to bit.ly/subscribe to the show and just subscribe to the show or otherwise they can just go to youtube.com and Uh, just go to youtube.com/c/josephjaffe'snotfamous or just search for Joseph Jaffe's not famous and there's something else that I just want to share as well um I have my uh, my own crypto creator coin called the Jaffe coin and it's part of an initiative run by a company called rally.io but I'm embedding this entire coin and economy into the show So the coin will allow you just by holding the coin you can access certain things like backstage passes and pre-taping as well. You can redeem the coin for the for like a walk-on role, a cameo, a sponsorship of the show. But I'm not selling anything today. I actually want to give away a coin to every anyone who wants to find out more about crypto, about the creator economy, about me, about my show. If you just go to rally.io Slash creator slash Jaffe, or just go to rally dot io, uh, register and send me direct message me your username or rally ID, and I will send you a Jaffe coin 
on the house that will unlock and open up all of these experiences. How would someone reach out to you specifically? They can find me on this new uh, uh, search engine called Google. No, I mean, they can email me. I'm actually very transparent uh, and very accessible. Jaffe at gmail.com uh, is my email address. And, and um, you know what? If I'm not findable and accessible and discoverable, then I'm not doing my job uh, right. A YouTube producer that's got, I don't know how many awards, he said to me, his motto is, people are searching for you. They just don't know where to find you. Um, so remember that for all the people that are out there, if you have heart, if you have purpose, if you have, if you have vision, you know, if you've got that passion, if you know that you're building something that has substance and staying power, um, people want to find you. People are searching for you. They just don't know where to find you yet. So be patient, make it easy to be found and discoverable, um, and, and surely good things will follow. Well, Joseph, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, maybe we'll have you back for uh, part two of going live on a talk show. Talk to you soon. Thank you. It's been my pleasure.